and welcome to this edition of the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. This is the program where each Sunday we get together for three hours and we talk about the news of the week, the events of our often bizarre lives, and where we provide you with a three-hour oasis of rationality in the desert of insanity, which is the American cultural and political landscape. And, of course, Leah Brandon, uh, this country has seen an awful lot of insanity in just yeah. the last uh, 24 hours. Obviously, almost all the news focus today has been on the events of what happened in Orlando, Florida, which, oddly enough, was the site of another major news story with a reality star being uh, killed at a meet-and-greet uh, earlier uh, in the weekend. But then we have, obviously, the largest massacre in the history of its kind uh, in the United States, uh, in Orlando, apparently at least somewhat related to radical Islam. Imagine that. And uh, why don't we start the program off, Leah, with you giving us the latest details on what happened there. Well, and we're getting more information uh, almost every minute. But uh, 50 people are dead, dozens more injured. This is a shooting that President Obama calls an act of terror and an act of hate, but he never mentioned Islamic terror. It's the deadliest mass shooting attack in U.S. history, as you said. The terrorist, 29-year-old Omar Mateen, the FBI says he, he called 911 and swore allegiance to ISIS before the shooting. He was shot and killed by police responding to the scene. Now, what we know about Mateen is that he was a Muslim and a U.S. citizen who was the son of Afghanistan immigrants. FBI agent Ron Hopper says the Bureau actually investigated him two times. The FBI thoroughly investigated the matter, including interviews of witnesses, physical surveillance, and records checks. In the course of the investigation, Mateen was interviewed twice. Ultimately, we were unable to verify the substance of his comments, and the investigation was closed. This is about a security company that he worked for and continued to work for while actually uh, being under investigation by the FBI twice. The first time, 2013, comments that he made to coworkers were so startling that they reported him, and that's how the FBI got involved. But once again, just like the Sarnayev brothers, who were investigated by the FBI as well, this person was able to get away with murder. Florida Governor Rick Scott has declared a state of emergency throughout the state. All right, obviously there is so many different aspects to this. Uh, the, the first, obviously, which almost doesn't have to be said, but it should be uh, anyway, is just how horrific this is. And, you know, one of the 22 radio stations in which this show is broadcast is in the Orlando area. So obviously our, our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone dealing with this horrific tragedy. Uh, and But this is obviously bigger than just Orlando. This is a national, an international event. And it's not just because of the number of people killed and injured, although that is a startling number. And, it really is. Um, and let me start with the number. You know, let, let's start with the heart of this act, this horrendous act, and then work our way, you know, kind of from the micro to the macro to the other issues. You, you and I, unfortunately, have discussed many times in the year and a half in, in which this program has existed uh, events like this. And invariably, we always seem to say, uh, at least I do, and usually you agree with this, one, that we're amazed these things don't happen more often, and two, related to that, I'm always amazed that they're not more deadly when they do. This one, obviously, doesn't fit into that category. Uh, this one, I'm, I'm amazed, 
mean, it's just it's horrendous on every possible level. But for one person to be able to kill at least 50, maybe more people, we don't know yet, and injure 100 exactly. is, is just – it's just stunning. And I guess in a weird way it goes – to my instinct on these other events is that we've been lucky that we haven't had something like this to this level, to this this number of casualties occur previously. Because um, we've had situations where there were multiple gunmen, multiple assailants, attackers, what have you, and yet apparently, we don't, you know, we don't know for sure, but it appears as if only one guy was able to do this is, is so scary because it's almost impossible to stop, and even when you have a situation where you've already alluded to, this person was, was watched pretty carefully by the FBI. He was on the radar. <laughs> but, but, you see, but in a weird way, that actually depresses me Worse. even more. I know, because, I know. Because, and I, and I have sympathy, or empathy, whatever word you want to use, for, for the FBI. I mean, first of all, they're totally overwhelmed. And, and how in the world are they supposed to know who's going to be the nut job and who isn't. I mean, well, I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. There is no answer to that. And I, you know, I'm somebody who does not like to rush to judgment. I've seen rushes to judgment in many cases that turned out to be totally wrong. I think the FBI is, is being treated with somewhat kid gloves by the media today, largely because it's an, an Obama administration. If this was a Bush administration, I think we might oh, be seeing a, a different take absolutely. On, on the reasonable doubt with regard to which they, they uh, acted on this particular terrorist. But, but the reality is, tell me, and, and I, I'm, this, is a, this is a rhetorical question, although if you have an answer, I'd love to hear it. When were they supposed to shut him down? At what well, point? What what did he do? What did he say that 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 breaks the barrier that crosses the threshold? Because I don't know what that is. If we're going to live okay. in a free society with free speech, uh, we can't have thought crimes. Yeah, I mean, because when we're hell, we're close to having thought crimes already in other areas. But but if we do, then we're done. We're done as a well, society. So I mean, what, okay. What, well, let me let me answer your question. So um, I I watched. It was very interesting. A former uh, person who works with the FBI, and basically what he said is that under this administration, there is such political pressure on the FBI that it's unlike anything he's ever seen before. The FBI basically has their hands tied. They used to be able to share all kinds of information across all kinds of law enforcement, different levels. From here to there, it was no problem. But now, if it is determined that the person that you are investigating is a Muslim, you have to be extremely careful. It's, it is almost like that it, it's either denial or they don't want to know. And that's what someone who used to work in the FBI... Yeah. I believe said that, today. I believe, that's all I'm saying. I believe that, that <clears throat> I'm sure that there are episodes that are consistent with that because it's consistent with the Obama administration's. Well, it was uh, like that with the Sarnayev brothers. We know. Oh, Russia told us over and see, over and over. I agree with that. I, I actually think it's amazing to me that the administration got a pass 
on the Boston Massacre situation. Because to me, based upon what we now know about that situation, uh, something should have been done there. I don't know whether or not we've reached that threshold in this particular case. But the news media, of course, is going to give uh, an Obama administration any benefit of the doubt because they're in the tank for them. All right, now there's so many different aspects to this. Uh, we will talk about all of it in probably a way you will not hear anywhere else right here. So stay tuned to the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow, and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. Obviously, uh, starting tonight's program off with the big story of uh, the week and the, maybe the month and maybe longer than that, which is the uh, massacre in Orlando, which occurred this morning. At least 50 people dead, at least 100 seriously injured. Apparently, all the work of one nut job. And now exactly why he did it is open to interpretation. And I, I don't mean that, Leah, to be, um, you know, like Obama was with regard to the San Bernardino shooting. We mocked him rightfully when it took forever for the administration to call that terrorism. Interestingly, he didn't hesitate at all to call this terrorism, although as you uh, highlighted in your report on this, he did not refer to it as Islamic uh, terrorism. He said it was an act of terrorism and hate. Uh, what what I'm uh, hesitant about, Leah, is that I can't make all this make any damn sense. Now, that sounds uh, somewhat strange, since obviously it's always going to be difficult to make an act this insane make sense. But usually you can come up with a narrative, that at least I can, that, that, that I'm comfortable with. And other than the fact that in its most basic form, and I felt this as soon as I heard about it, it feels, correct me if I'm wrong or if you disagree, it feels a lot like just a quote-unquote more successful version of San Bernardino, where, right. where, where you have a, an ISIS wannabe who they probably don't even know exists, who uh, for whatever reason is motivated to kill people in a soft, in a soft target, the San Bernardino couple, they, they picked uh, their workplace effectively, yeah. um, and this guy picked a gay bar at closing time, uh, in 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 Florida, there was no concealed carry in a in a bar. So you know, you, you, there, was, there was other than I think one police officer or, or some 
some sort of security official who was outside. Uh, other than that, you're expecting no resistance at all. You got a bunch of presumably inebriated people at 2 a.m. Right, uh, just after last call. Right. I mean, so it's a, it's as soft a target as you're going to possibly find. And, you know, in in the middle of it, maybe the most startling thing we've learned so far about the actual attack, he calls 911 in the middle of the yeah. attack to pledge his allegiance to ISIS, um, which seems like a wannabe type of thing to do, right? I mean, that doesn't... It does. It does. But remember, back in 2013, you know, his co-workers were worried that he had been radicalized. Yeah, but see... And this is why I'm having trouble coming up with a narrative that makes full sense. His former wife, who says that he beat her, uh, says that this is a mental issue. This is this is mm-hmm. a, a situation where he is deranged, or I don't know if that's the word she used, but it's mental illness. Now, of course, inherently, this is mental illness. But I guess there's different stages of it or different levels of it. And she she believes that he did this not out of religion, but because he's nuts. Now, well, what is her religion? I presume I, – I don't know. I have no idea. I'm presuming from the way you say that she, she must be Muslim, is she? Correct. Okay. And this is uh, – you know, so I really take all of that with – you know, I mean, it is what it is if he's been investigated. But that doesn't the, make him guilty of being a – look, I, I want to take one thing at a time here because this can get very complex. But let's just talk about his motivation for the moment. So we have what his, his ex-wife says, and then – Related to this issue of mental illness, I don't know how much you know about the dad. Have you have you have you read about the dad yet? Well, the dad is downplaying as well. Right, but okay, but that's not where I'm going with the dad because because I just read a story on Gawker, which is I potentially, if if it's as as it seems, <laughs> uh, it, it may really shed some light on what's going on here with regard to mental illness. This is the guy who I, I know you already referenced said that this was about uh, his son being pissed off a couple months ago because he saw two gay men kiss. I never bought that narrative at all because not only would that not drive someone to kill anybody, but there's a couple of months uh, time span here. No one keeps their rage for that long over an act of watching two people kiss. That's insane. That doesn't make any sense at all, even for an insane person. However, speaking of insanity, it appears that the father is, is cuckoo for Cocoa Pops because his last Facebook post is him declaring himself as the president of Afghanistan, ordering the military of Afghanistan to go on certain maneuvers using the incorrect language, by the way, for the people to whom he would be allegedly addressing this, again, on his Facebook page. He's crazy. The dad is flat out nuts. So... I don't know what that says about the, the, the. I mean, we didn't. I already said it. We don't believe this this kissing theory, but the mental illness theory, I think, is starting to look pretty darn good because we now know for sure that the the dad is crazy. The the ex wife says that the guy who did the killings is nuts, and you know it's quite possible we have a nutty guy here who used ISIS as an excuse for what he decided to do. Uh, obviously, we're not going to know for sure for quite a while, but there's a lot more to talk about on this. We'll get to all of it on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.
If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. Uh, starting this program off in the first hour with a uh, in-depth look at, obviously, the, uh, the big story out of Orlando. Uh, early this morning, the massacre of at least 50 people by one man uh, who uh, said he did it uh, in allegiance to ISIS. At least that's been reported uh, that that was the essence of his phone call to 911 during the actual attack, the largest massacre of its kind in U.S. history. Uh, we will get to the impact that this will have politically, as well as our weekly look at the race for the White House 2016 in hour number two. But, Leah, there are a couple other aspects I want to get to. But first, I want to mention in detail what I referenced in the last segment there about this guy's father and just okay. how crazy he is, apparently. Uh, this um, he apparently uh, has posted seven times on Facebook in the last 24 hours, and a video uploaded just this is according to Gawker, and a video uploaded just hours before his son began his attack on Orlando's Pulse nightclub, titled "Quote Provisional Government of Afghanistan," Sadiqwe Mateen. Mateen, that was, the, that was the title of this video that he posted on Facebook. Mateen, acting as the supposed Afghan president, this is just before his son starts the attacks, he orders the imprisonment of various prominent Afghan leaders, saying, while wearing military fatigues with a flag behind him, like he's pretending to be the president of Afghanistan. He says, I order National Army, National Police, and Intelligence Department to immediately imprison, and then he mentions uh, four or five names. They are against our countrymen and against our homeland. Now, obviously, this guy is crazy. He's, he's completely nuts. Now, does that mean that his son is? Not necessarily, but when we have his ex-wife saying that this is an issue more of mental illness than it is of religion, I'm sorry, I, you know, that, that I'm starting to point in that direction. Now, that doesn't mean this is not radical Islamic terrorism, because there can be both. You can be nuts, and that's why you're drawn to the insanity that is ISIS, or that's what, why you decide, well, you know, ISIS provides the motivation or maybe even the, 
the tacit approval of what you're doing. You, so you, you're insane, you want to start doing insane things, and you rationalize that you're doing it on behalf of ISIS, therefore what you're doing has some sort of rationale to it, even as insane as it is. You, you see where I'm going with this, right? So, I mean, I'm curious what you make of that, Leah Brandon. Okay, here's what I make of it. Um, I'm not paying one bit of attention to what his wife says. I think she um, basically, I, 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 all of her stuff is biased. I'm not listening to her. With the father, I don't know what's going on with him. Here's what I do know. Uh, the coworkers are the ones that I would believe. These are the ones that, right. that have no you know, reason to... You know, and what it would take for me to report a coworker to the FBI would be pretty huge, okay? So uh, I don't know about where is the line in mental illness slash uh, radical Islam ideology. I don't know where the difference is well, there. Let's stop right there for a second because that's really important. Because a lot of times, and even maybe I have fallen prey to this in my analysis, but the media pretends that ISIS itself is a rash, somewhat rational organization. I mean, yes. it's obviously inherently insane, okay? So it, it's, we're, we're dealing with levels of absurdity here, uh, although ISIS has been, unfortunately, exceedingly successful in many ways uh, through using the use of insane means to get what they want, which, which is basically death and destruction and attention. Uh, but it's also evil. Well, see. it's evil. Are we still allowed to talk about evil in this country? I, I, I didn't think that evil actually was a thing anymore. I, I, <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, oh, it is. Okay, I'm just making <laughs> it sure. Is. Just, just checking. Uh, yeah. All right, well, look, so there's a lot of things we don't know as we try to piece this together. Correct. Uh, but, um, and I, I always get frustrated when I can't figure out a narrative that makes sense throughout. Uh, I don't think but, we know enough But I, I'm still going to go, I'm going to go with a hybrid, for now, I'm going to go with a hybrid uh, of an insane person who uses ISIS as a, a vehicle for his insanity. And, you know, there doesn't appear to be a lot of evidence that he was particularly devout uh, as a Muslim. Now, the, you mentioned the co-workers. I do find it very interesting. This guy doesn't fit the lone loser uh, uh, profile. I mean, he has a job as a security guard. Well, many and of them aren't losers. No, I know. Like, look at the San Bernardino guy. <laughs> My goodness. No, I, he had I, a good job. Well, but he appeared that there appeared to be more of a religious element to that couple, uh, based upon what we know, than what we currently think we know about this guy, which could could end up being total hogwash. Because as correct as we as we always no, note in these situations, the media is going to get at least, if not more, half of the details wrong. Although so, so far. We haven't had any major, I know of, although I've been busy much of the day, we haven't had many, any major, major details that uh, the media's gone, oops, uh, forget about that. that, that didn't actually happen, at least not yet that I'm aware of. But I'm sure that we're getting at least some of this wrong because the news media is broken. We know that. All right, so the, the reality, though, is that this guy was a security guard working for a company that had federal government contracts. It's unreal. Uh, um, and, but this, but see, this is where this this is this problem is so frustrating, and there's no golden answer. 
there's there I mean, yes, we can be less politically correct. We get that. I'm I'm totally with Donald Trump on that. All right. Political correctness is at the root of a lot of this. I, I fully one hundred percent acknowledge that. Unfortunately, I don't think we have the fortitude culturally to do what it would really take to to kill this problem. No, and, we don't. And, and 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 frankly, in order to kill this problem, I fear this is where why it's such a complex issue and so frustrating because I fear that we could end up destroying our entire way of life in an effort to try to stop something that we can't stop anyway. And that's why it's I mean, it's not just infuriating the the act of evil itself, but trying to somehow come to grips with it and deal with it and create a situation where it happens less is almost impossible because if someone is willing to give their life in a free yep. society and they have any clue what they're doing, and it's obvious this guy had more than a clue what he was doing, whether he was insane or not, he was somewhat trained in, in this, whether it was uh, as a terrorist organization did it or just as a security guard or on his own somewhere in the middle, whatever it was, this guy knew what he was doing enough to kill at least 50 people. Uh, the most that's ever been done in this kind of a situation. And if you're if you're a situ if someone who is that motivated doesn't care about their own life knows what they're doing, we can't stop you. We can't. There's nothing well, we can do. You know, my question, uh, just just to put it out there. Yeah. Let's say that this was happening in Christian churches. Right. No, I get. Uh, look, we talked about this. What would we be doing? I. I think that's an excellent point. I, I think that that the Islamic, uh, you know, there's no question that the, the leaders of Islam, uh, the mosques, they have gotten a pass by and large ever since 9/11. That they, you know, and again, you know, this is which is just crazy. I mean, there's, it's, it's like backwards. Well, you know, there's almost <laughs> always a mosque. Uh, you know, the local care organization almost always knows who these people are in yeah. some way, shape, or form. They're always on somebody's radar. Um, y y I agree. The, see, the, the, the actual responsibility should be on the Muslim community because th there's a situation where no one can accuse them of being, you know, anti-Muslim. Uh, we're not asking for them to certainly not kill anybody or arrest anybody, what they're supposed to do is you police your own people. You police your own community. And you say, hey, but look. the Muslims kill each other every day. Look right. at what's going on. I'm talking about in this country. I'm talking about here in this country. What, what, what should happen in a remotely ideal world is that the community takes care of itself. Hey, knock it off. Hey, hey look. That's not look, happening. I know. And I don't understand it. I I, I Unless, agree. I mean, by being silent, it's, it, if you're not going to speak out against it and, and have a leader who stands up and says, this is not happening anymore. But see, I think a lot of the leaders, and I don't know what the percentage is for a lot, but, I, but it's, it's, it's a big number. I think a lot of the leaders actually agree philosophically with Correct. radical Islamic terrorism. And that, because if you look at the Medina verses written by Muhammad, it's not radical. Right. I, it's not. But to answer and so that is the big problem. Well, I agree with that. But to answer your question about what would happen if this was, for instance, you know, a Christian sect, uh, that was responsible for all this. I would like to believe, and I do believe, 
I believe that let's pretend it was uh, Catholics, you know, since I grew up in a Catholic tradition. I, I don't think there's any chance in the world that, a, that the Catholic community, if all of a sudden this was happening, you know, that there, was, there were terrorist acts in this country uh, based upon uh, Catholicism, that the Catholic community would put up with it, that the churches would do everything they could to stop it. I really believe that. I mean, uh, and it's partially because of the nature of Christianity and Catholicism is different than the nature of Islam. Um, but I, I, I think there's a cultural difference too. I, 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 I don't believe, and it, this is going to this is going to sound awful or controversial or whatever. But I have not seen where the majority, and again, you're, it's dangerous when you're dealing with those terms, because I don't know what the percentage is, but there's absolutely a percentage of the Islamic community in this country that doesn't put the United States first. Correct. It's not about the United there's States There's no assimilation. Right. There's nothing. Right. It is like a secret community. Right. And so, therefore, if you don't put the United States first, then there's not going to be any pressure to to stop killing people who are outside your community and committing acts of terrorism against the United States of America. And that's, unless and until we fix that, there's no chance, because there's just, there, there's just no weapons to use unless we shut it down, unless we shut down our entire society, which I'm not willing to do, because then what's the point? We're, we're no different than anybody else, and, and, and it happens elsewhere already anyway. Well, I think right. exactly, exactly. All right, well, we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue on this and a whole lot more on the John and Leah Show. If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com. John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. Continuing with our coverage of the massacre in Orlando, we will get to um, other topics, including the race for the White House 2016 in hour number two. And obviously this, I'm sure, will impact that for at least the next couple of weeks, if not longer. Uh, Leah, one of the many elements of this story that is so frustrating and so conflicting to discuss, and not just obviously the, the loss of life and the horrendous nature of the act itself, but it's just so incredibly frustrating because it's a problem that just cannot be solved in any, in any realistic way. There can be improvements made, obviously, but I just feel like we're screwed, uh, and, and it's just a matter of time and, and how bad this is going to get. And I think an example of that occurred 
uh, here in Southern California where there was a big scare surrounding the gay pride parade. Is that what it yes. was? Uh, where apparently they thought and may still think that there could have been a an incredibly coincidental attack that was never actually carried out on that parade today. Give us the details on that. Right, right. Coordinated was the word uh, that I used earlier. So police in Los Angeles, they did arrest a man. Uh, he had multiple guns and explosive materials inside his car. Now, here's what happened. The police were tipped off that this person was prowling around residences. And when police questioned him, he's a 20-year-old man. He's from Indiana. He has Indiana plates on his car. Um, reports said that he was going, that he told the police he was going to do harm at the gay pride parade, and that's why he was in town. But now we're hearing that may have been misreported in a tweet. In fact, the L.A. Times says that Santa Monica Police Lieutenant Saul Rodriguez says that statement was never made. He did indicate he was planning on going to the Pride Festival, but beyond anything as far as motives or his intentions, that statement was never made. No officer received that statement. And the cops right now are still trying to determine the motivation. But apparently he had all kinds of weapons in his car, uh, what they're calling assault rifles, at least three, and possible explosives. But again, no indication that there was ever an attack planned. No. And it, it seems consistent right now. It seems it does. I'm sorry? Go ahead. It seems consistent to me so far with the situation where everyone's on super heightened alert, understandably Correct. so, because of what happened in Orlando. A weird coincidence occurs. Somebody misconstrues something that gets said, and then you got a guy with all this ammo on him, and people go, whoa, what the hell? And obviously the connection to, from the, the gay bar in Orlando to the gay pride parade in Los Angeles, Correct. and people understandably lose their minds. And this is the kind of thing that's going to, you know, understandably happen because human beings are human beings. Um, but it also it goes to illustrate just how difficult this problem is because it, it seems like this guy didn't do anything wrong other than, you know, why the hell is he carrying around an arsenal in his, in his car? <laughs> that's uh, suspicious. Right, right. But, but, see, but you see where I'm going with this, that this is an indication of, that's the world we're going to live in mm -hmm. if we're going to really be serious about this. Now, this only happened because of the timing and because of the fact that you had the, the two events related to, to homosexual events, you know, a gay, gay bar versus the, the, the parade here in Los Angeles. I don't know if you had those parallels that people would have freaked out the way that they did. Now, as far as the, the homosexual aspect of this story, because this is new in this country, you know, we, we've had acts of terror, but we have not had them directed specifically at a group like homosexuals uh, for, you know, their lifestyle. And not here in this country. No, not here. And, right. and that's putting – that's, I think, also confusing some of the, the, the normal reactions that we have seen. Uh, the media is a little bit flummoxed by what to do with that. Uh, I think Obama – you know, clearly made a, a big deal out of it, and understandably so from his perspective. Uh, he made a big deal about the fact that the, 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 the target here was, was a, a gay lesbian bar. Um, I think um, that while this – my gut tells me this was not an organized ISIS attack, 
and ISIS is taking responsibility or slash credit for this, I actually think that they may regret that um, because this is one of the few things that may get the political left in this country agitated enough to actually do something. No. You don't believe I disagree. that. You do not no. believe that. You don't believe no, the fact that not the, at the, all. You don't believe the fact that homosexuals are the target here will nope. change the equation um, among the political left as far as what they're willing and able to do to stop ISIS. No, because it's not about ISIS. It's about gun control. Well, I we fully understand that any time this occurs, the media and the Democrats are going to try to make this about gun control. I get it, even though, it, to me, I don't, I don't see, okay, <laughs> this guy was willing to do this. Uh, he would have been, you know, if the guns had been illegal, which apparently they were not, um, you know, so I, I, that wouldn't have stopped him. They, obviously, that would not have stopped him. Um, obviously, you want to make it more difficult, I get it, but the reality is it would not have stopped him. However, uh, on the other hand, just because they're, they're always focused on gun control doesn't mean that the added element of the homosexuality here isn't going to agitate the left, make them far more angry, and take this far more seriously than they would otherwise. I'm surprised you don't see the, the logic to that. Because no, because the left, uh, they, the left embraces Muslims as well as gays. There, that is not, this is not going to make any difference because to the left, it doesn't matter the reason why any of this is happening. None of this will happen if you take guns away. See, I just I disagree with you with regard to the political power. I mean, we we know in all sorts of issues just how powerful, for instance, the gay lobby is. The, you know, the the facetious, although it's not that facetious, the gay mafia. Uh, and there's no question that for the their percentage of the population. Uh, gay people have an outsized influence, especially among liberal democratic politics. And yes, I know. I know. It's so true. However, I have had so many conversations today on Facebook with my gay friends, and it, they, it's just not seen. This whole radical Islam targeting gay people, they just don't get it. It's Stunning to me. So you have gay friends you've communicated with about this that didn't change their view on, on no. terrorism at all? Not a bit. Wow. In fact, they're doubling down on gun control. Wow. Interesting. Okay, well, I, I want to throw another theory by you in hour number two, and then we'll move okay. on to other topics. Uh, we'll continue our coverage of all of this when we return on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. <laughs> 